Well, it's really been a while since I've done a women's health podcast, so I thought I would talk about some issues that have come up, and I um, hope all, all of you are well. And the two studies I want to talk about is um, coming back to the use of hormones during menopause, as well as some of the new stuff coming up about the use of statins. So the first one comes out of the New York Times and it says a study of hormone use in menopause reaffirms complex mix of risks and benefits. And, you know, it seems like after the national, uh, the Women's Health Initiative study, when we had the real scare about the use of hormones, as the years have gone by, it almost seems that women have become a little complacent and there's this idea that we can take uh, progesterone creams and different um, um, hormone therapies um, during, you know, in menopause with some safe safety net. But I think we have to really rethink that. So hormone therapy for menopause is probably one of the most divisive subjects in healthcare, hailed by some as a, you know, an incredible way to for women to feel comfortable and for and others see it as a major um, potential risk to women and their health. A new analysis finds truth somewhere in the middle, reaffirming previous warnings that the drugs have probably more risks than benefits for most women, but also stating that the harms are low early in menopause and that hormones are appropriate for symptom management in some women. So the, the, the author had said, who's a professor of medicine at Harvard's medical school, said that the findings should not be used as a basis for denying women treatment if they're in early menopause and have significant distressing symptoms. So again, it's very individualized on whether one should take or not, and you must work with your healthcare practitioner. This was a study that was published in the Journal of the American Medical Association is based on long-term data from the Women's Health Initiative, as I talked about which was a large federally funded study that turned medical thinking on its head a decade ago. I can't believe it's that long. I could, gosh, I remember that when all of a sudden women were stopping their, their hormones. It was really a crisis for them. The new report is the first to include extended follow-up data from the original health initiative study and has an additional six to eight years worth of information on about 80% of the original participants. And these women took a combination of estrogen and progesterone, estrogen alone, or placebos for several years. And for women for with, who took combined hormones, for every 10,000 women taking the drugs, a new analysis discovered that there were six additional instances of heart problems, nine more strokes, nine more blood clots in the lungs, and nine more cases of breast cancer. But on the benefit side, there were six fewer causes of colorectal cancer, one fewer cause a case of uterine cancer, six fewer hip fractures, and one fewer death. Most of the effects wore off once the drugs were stopped, but the risk of breast cancer remained elevated. And women who took estrogen alone actually had a reduced risk of breast cancer and heart problems, and they don't know why. It's so confusing. It's it's like the uh, the Affordable Care Act. It's just very obtuse. For other conditions, the results were similar to those for combined hormones, but estrogen alone can be given only to women who have had their uterus removed because estrogen alone increases the risk of uterine cancer. So only if you've had a hysterectomy would you take estrogen alone. And in women who still have a uterus, they do a combination of estrogen and progesterone, which is the majority of women. 
For both types of hormone treatments, the risks, risks were lowest in the younger women, ages 50 to 59, and higher in women aging 70 to 79. So in 1993, when the study began, millions of women were taking the drugs to relieve their hot flashes and vaginal dryness. And trust me, I know what that is. There was a widespread belief that hormones would keep women youthful and feminine, and that actually came out of work in the um, Feminine Forever uh, book in the 60s, and that it would prevent heart, di heart disease and dementia. The study, the Women's Health Initiative study that had uh, more than 27,000 women ages 50 to 79 provided a shock. It, you know, They found that hormones might actually cause the ailments they were thought to prevent. The most popular treatment, the combined hormones, increased the risk of heart disease, breast cancer, blood clots, strokes, gallstones, urinary incontinence, and dementia. Another treatment were estrogen alone for women who do not have a uterus, given only to, um, also increased their risk of blood clots, strokes, gallstones, and urinary incontinence. So hormone use dropped, you know, big time after the study came out in 2002, but some doctors and patients did stay with the medications, saying the risks were relatively small and have been overplayed, needlessly frightening women, um, and, you know, took the joy out of sex and so on. Um, and a few years, years after the findings came out, the incidence of breast cancer in older women drops significantly, something the, you know, that has been attributed to the decline in hormone use. I guess my view on it, you know, part of me would love to take some sort of hormone for my, I still, I just turned 60 and I still get uh, hot flashes and vaginal dryness. And I think it would be, I would love to try it, but I am, it's not worth the risks. And I want to embrace my aging uh, gracefully. It's hard sometimes. I'm sure many of you around my age understand. But the next one really came as a shock. Um, this is about the use of statins and, and how um, this, you know, drugs who, who help lower cholesterol. Um, really a shock to me because I had just had a visual exam not too long ago and my ophthalmologist said I had this started cataract. So when I read this, I was, I was stunned because I have a familial hypercholesterol anemia, meaning that it's, it's, a, it's a genetic trait for, my, for me to have high cholesterol. So I have been on a statin, oh, 15 years. Um, this research that came out a couple years ago about higher blood sugar on people who have statins, I also found that that happened. So you know, it's, this is another one where which is, which is worse, the drug or the disease? Um, here, I think the risks are better for me to risk having a cataract or high blood sugar compared to having a heart attack or stroke. So anyway, let me share this one for you. So this just came out this last week, and, and it's uh, actually they did research it la a couple of years ago, and, and with, but this report has hit the newswire. And the risk of developing cloudy lenses in the eyes may be linked to the use of cholesterol-lowering drugs, known as statins. And the research can't prove the drug caused the eye condition. They found that there was a common theme that the people who took statins, such as Zocor and Lipitor, were about 27% more likely to develop cataracts compared to people who didn't take the medication. And the results were consistent that there was a higher risk of being diagnosed with cancers among statin users. Statins are, are popular drugs. Um, they block a substance the body needs to make cholesterol, which can get trapped in arteries and ultimately lead to heart attacks and strokes. About one quarter of US, age, US adults age 45 and older take statins. 
So 25% of the population. The drugs are especially recommended for people with diabetes or a history of cardiovascular problems. And here again, we know that it can contribute to diabetes. Researchers have looked at the link between statins and cataracts with, before with mixed results. While some studies found that taking statins lowered the risk of developing cataracts, others found it increased the risk. For the new research, um, they looked at the medical records of people between the ages of 30 and 85 years old who enrolled in one healthcare system in San Antonio and received care between 2003 and 2005. They compared about 7,000 people who were on statins for at least 90 days to about 7,000 people who were not on statins, but were similar in about 40 other characteristics, including other health conditions, medications, and healthcare use. 36% of statin users were diagnosed with cataract compared to about 34% of people not taking statins. And in the second analysis, the researchers looked at people with no other known health conditions and it included over 6,000 statin users and 27,000 people who did not take statins. After adjusting the results for the participants' age, sex, weight, medications, healthcare use, other vision conditions, and cigarette, alcohol, and drug use, the researchers found about 34% of statin users were diagnosed with cataracts compared to about 10% of people not taking statins. So you can kind of understand where the conclusion came about. What's more, that the research has found that the risk of developing cataracts increased with the length of time the person took the medication. <laughs> oh, they don't really know why it causes it, but there's a couple uh, why a statin could cause a cataract. But there's a couple of um, possible explanations. One is that the body needs high levels of cholesterol to maintain a clear lens, and statins may interfere with the cells that control that process. Um, it, it is significant. I think we're still in the early stages of it. Um, you know, the main thing is, you know, eat, eat healthy, quit smoking, get your exercise, and talk to your doctors. Um, I'm surprised during my exam with my ophthalmologist that he didn't mention this sort of research, nor did my, my internist or my family practitioner when I had my yearly exam this year when he told me my blood sugar was up just a little bit. This is my point about being proactive and knowing, keeping a record of your own medical records and, you know, knowing your body better than, than our specialization in healthcare in America. Well, I don't want to take any more of your time. I appreciate you listening to me and I wish you joy, health, and happiness. This is Dr. Glenn. Take good care.